And the text that does call for our meditation this evening is that account that we just heard read, and especially these first words of the Benedictus, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. One might almost say that it is a lost art of humanity, the art of visiting. You know, it used to be as much as of a part of the culture of Sunday afternoons as NFL football is today. People used to gather for church, and then they would spend time visiting one another for most of the rest of the day. Now, in many cases, these visits became so regular that there probably wasn't a lot of forethought put into going over to visit each time. But I would suppose that in many households, there was still one question that might be asked even about the most regular visit to a relative's house. What should we bring? It was certainly a question that people asked when they were going to visit someone's house for the first time. Those visiting often brought something as a sign that they were thankful for having been invited to visit. Perhaps it was a plate of cookies or a bottle of wine or a homemade decoration for the home. But generally speaking, in those days, visiting meant coming at least with a small gift. Tonight, we stop our busyness to ponder the words of Zechariah, who sang at the birth of his son, John the Baptist. Zechariah, if you remember, had been unable to speak for nine months. For when the angel promised that he and his wife, his old and barren wife, would have a child, Zechariah had not believed, and his lips had been sealed. But upon the birth of that son, Zechariah's lips were opened once again. And in that moment, not only did he speak, but he sung. He sung a word of prophecy. He sang in poetic prose, we might say, about God. And particularly about God being a visiting God. He made clear also that when God comes to visit, Indeed, he does bring gifts, or perhaps we should say he brings one most precious gift. Yes, these words have been recorded as a song and used in the church for many, many years now. And these words are often called the Benedictus. And as I mentioned last week, generally those words, those song titles, are just the Latin for a couple of the first words. And so it is here. Benedictus just means blessed be or thanks be to God. It is that word which shows that we are thankful to God for what he has done for us. Yes, once Zechariah could speak again, his first words spoken were ones offered up to give thanks to God. And he gave thanks to God in particular for being a visiting God. I suppose he didn't even understand exactly what all 
he was saying. It seemed to often work that way with prophets and prophecy. For surely first and foremost, he was thanking God that God had visited he and Elizabeth in the sense that he had brought about the fulfillment of that promise of a son. But soon, God was going to visit in a much more literal way. He was going to visit in the human flesh. Yes, the prophet Zechariah, whether he understood it or not, spoke about what was about to happen in Bethlehem. Yes, then God would visit, and he would bring gifts. He would bring that one very special gift. To use the words of Zechariah, he would bring a horn of salvation from the house of David. That one whom he had promised time and time again through the words of the prophets. He would bring that horn of salvation in order that he might show mercy upon all those who had clung to his promises throughout the ages. From the father of faith, Abraham, right down to John the Baptist himself, who had leapt with joy when he met Jesus while both were still in the womb. Yes, this gift, when it was given, the Benedictus tells us would be like the sun rising on high. It would give light to all who sat in the shadow and the darkness of death. It would shine, and in shining it would reveal the way of peace. While this song was sung upon the occasion of John the Baptist's birth, it was no doubt first and foremost a song about God the Father and, upon, and, and also his Son. John the Baptist's life would be important, but only in a preparatory way. As John would later express it, there would be a time that would come when John the Baptist would have to decrease in order that Jesus might increase. He was but the voice to prepare the way for the Lord himself to come visit in human flesh. You know, we might say that in our culture, about the only time of year that you hear much talk about visiting anymore is at this time of the year, when people will say that they are going to visit their relatives for the holidays. And as people have been talking about that in this season, I've been listening to the different advice that people give about such visitation. And sadly, it seems that the most common piece of advice is this. When you get there to visit, don't talk about religion or politics. Well, now I'll let you decide about whether speaking politics is worth it or not over the holidays. But the advice to not speak about our religion, our hope, our faith in this time, is bad advice indeed. Yes, we must speak about Jesus in this season. For we know that he's the only reason there is a season to begin with. If you go and visit people in this season, and yet don't speak about Jesus, it's as if you're refusing to bring with you the gift that you have for them. It is as if you have left that gift at home, never to present it. Well, I'm not saying that at Christmas dinner you need to get into an argument over the finer points of theology. 
But I am saying that you as a Christian should bring forth the gift of Jesus in his wondrous simplicity. For while others are celebrating the holidays, we are celebrating a specific holiday. We are celebrating that holiday, that holy day of our Lord Jesus' birth. We celebrate because we understand what that birth means. We know that in God's coming to visit us in the flesh, we learn how he feels towards us. We understand in that event that God loves us enough to leave his throne in heaven and to come down and live among us. He values us enough to come and visit us right up close. He treasures us enough to offer us a gift when he visits the gift of his only begotten Son. And that celebration we ought to share with everyone. Like holiday cookies that are placed onto a tray and then shared with all, so also let us share this gift with all. For this gift is far better than even the best of Christmas treats. For while those Christmas treats can bring momentary happiness and fill the belly, Jesus brings eternal pleasures and fills the soul with salvation. So don't visit people in this Advent season without a gift. And I don't just mean a bottle of wine or a carefully crafted cookie. I mean the message about what this whole season is about. How God visits his people and brings them salvation into Jesus. You don't need to cram that message down their throats but simply place it into conversation in order that it might be received by all who have ears to hear. May Zechariah's newly loosened tongue lead our tongues in this season to confess with him, blessed be the God of Israel who visits and redeems his own. Amen.